This is Father Jacob Bertrand Jancic. This is Father Bonaventure Chapman. Welcome to Godsplaining. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to Godsplaining wherever you listen to your podcasts. Father Bonaventure, here Father we are. Father Bertrand. Yeah, here we are. I, I, I forgot how long your name is because I thought, because yeah. we usually do the first and last name and then you did your whole name and I thought, well, wait, did he have a middle name or something? It's, it's, uh, it's long, yeah. but it's nice. With it's hard to spell. Thank you. Uh, it's not hard to spell. Um, you'd be surprised. Uh, but and those thanks. four, those four things at the end of that last name, I never know where, how those what four things, to put those, those in. four letters at the those end four of my letters, name. Yeah. 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 Well, we can talk about my name or we, we don't have to, but it, with father, it's like eight syllables. You're right. It's a mouthful. It's a little ridiculous, but uh, it's my name and I'm going to stick to it. So, uh, oh, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So here we are. Mm -hmm. Divine Mercy Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter, the Sunday within the action figure, man Easter. figure. That's yeah. not a man. Uh, well, it's, if it's you're not man. watching and you're just listening, Father Bonaventure oh. is holding up a little toy of Saint Faustina. It's not a toy. It's a it's a manly a action. It's a no. It's a manly action figure. What do we call this thing? They called it a manly action figure. It's a it's Saint Bonaventure Faustina okay. thing. Yeah, but it's a doll. Um, yeah. Saint Faustina, the I was going to say the mother of divine mercy, but that sounds that sounds no, that's that's, I think that's Mary. Yeah, yeah. that's Mary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this yeah she gets the doctor of doctor divine mercy. You could say there you go. the doctor. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doctors. I think just doctor is fine. Doctor mm -hmm. of divine mercy. Um, here, yeah, divine mercy Sunday. Uh, also, the second Sunday of Easter. And mm -hmm. for those of you keeping tabs at home, um, as you know, through our various liturgical seasons, we host various bonus episodes. During Lent, we were hosting our Lexio, Sunday Lexio episodes. But during the Easter season, we thought we'd return to our sort of like a, what, I don't know if you'd call it a catechetical series. We've done mm -hmm. one on virtues. Yeah. Did, what, what was the couple others we've done in past years? We did one on the virtues. Did we do one on the sacraments, basics of the faith, that, that right. kind of thing? Yeah, um, yeah. But I think, not I think, this season I know, we're over the next seven weeks uh, leading up to Pentecost, we're going to focus on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is, yeah, kind of appropriate for preparing for Pentecost over the 50 days of the Easter season. Father Bonaventure, mm -hmm. are you going to hold up something else? You're looking at something. I'm, well, I'm getting out a Bible because at some point I think we're going to read from Isaiah. But uh, oh, so, yeah, I thought you had a, a, a cool Bible. another doll to show us, but I guess just one is enough. Hold on. Hold uh -oh. on. Here's, here's Careful Jesus. Careful what you wish for. Okay. Yeah, there you that go. That is a divine mercy doll. Yeah, look at that. It's not a doll. It's, it's a man <laughs> figurine. Okay. Anyway, so let's let's start because this is our first first of our series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Why don't we start with just a little background about the whole mm. about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, and and then we could talk about the gift, the particular gift that we're, we're going to address today, which is the the gift of knowledge. Uh, so, Father Bonaventure, let's start off with that. Like, let's let's lay some groundwork as to. Sure. I'm sure a lot of us have heard the gifts of the Holy Spirit, or like just that there are. Um, but I would imagine we're much more familiar with talking about grace or the virtues, mm -hmm. and then it's kind of odd in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about what they are, what they aren't, and then we can turn to this this one in, in particular. So start us off. Yeah. So this is, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in some ways a particularly Dominican kind of thing. Now we grab everything and make it Dominican, but um, the St. Thomas really puts together a, a good theology of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so Dominicans 
care a lot about this. It seems like a small thing. They're gifts. In fact, they sound a lot. They sound similar to some of the virtues, of course, and just some of the natural powers we have. Uh, these are the sort of things also that you receive at confirmation. So that that sacrament, um, which uh, I assume Father Jacob Bertrand will be administering or having around. Um, you, you, you're a pastor having now. Around. You can receive. Yeah. yeah, you can have. You're a pastor. Now. You get special permission sometimes to do this sort of thing. Um, it's confirmation. We're moving into confirmation season, so uh, bishops will be out and about confirming eighth graders or eleventh graders, depending on where what diocese you're in. Third graders here. Third graders. Wow. Okay. There you go. That's great. So it moved. Fourth. Whatever. I don't. Whatever. That's early. Okay. Yeah. Um. But the the so the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh. They, the biblical background, of course, is the passage from Isaiah 11, which people will. Have, have heard, I suppose, but I'll just list, which lists the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. Now, they they have different, they go by different names and, and this sort of thing, but the idea is that the gifts of the Holy Spirit allow one to act in response to the Holy Spirit himself. Um, St. Thomas says that uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are, well, sort of in-breathing by the Holy Spirit that empowers us to be able to move with respect to him. And he says that there are two kind of moving principles, you could say, uh, to any action, one interior and one exterior as humans. And the interior one is reason, so we move, this is when we talk about like the virtues and we talk about the virtues and, and when we talk about any of our actions, there's something that we do with reason and will, of course, um, but it's, it has to be rational since we're rational animals to be a human action. Uh, so reason is the internal principle that gives us a sense of how to act and to do things. But then St. Thomas talks about an exterior principle, which he says is God. So reason and God are how we act. Reason is, is in us. And God, of course, is, well, he's the exterior principle who is most intimate to us. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit, in a way, are God's ability, or you should say, it's the access that God has to us to move us in the way that our reason has to move us as well. I think it's just important to reflect for a minute that that seems weird at first that God is an exterior moving principle, like he's pushing us around a bit, you know, like we can move ourselves to get up in the morning because we want to do something or God can move us by just like pushing us towards the shower or towards breakfast or something. But, um, as an exterior principle, and that sounds, that sounds strange and sounds like, uh, he's using you as a puppet or something, uh, or a, a man figurine or something. Um, or a and doll. Or a doll. <laughs> but it, St. Thomas has, uh, St. Thomas really thinks that God wants to work with you and that God works in your life in a most intimate way. And so he has God being principles of your ac very actions as well. And we're, I think we're in a kind of a secular mindset, even those of us who are Catholic today and devout Catholics, we tend to think of, of, of God as just kind of being totally external to us and giving us commands or something uh, or coming to us in the sacraments. Uh, but Thomas has God all the time acting on us. And so the gifts of the Holy Spirit are sort of access points. They're particular ways that the Holy Sp that we can be attentive to and disposed towards God's action in our lives. Yeah, there's a starting I think, point. Yeah, and I, with that, there's 
I think the modern mind, our minds will go then to like a or might go to a question of freedom. You know, is this God like mm -hmm. as Father Bonaventure used the example of like waking up in the morning, going to the to the shower and getting ready? Is God forcing you to do that against your will? Do you kind of become a puppet or a plaything of God? Well, no, because we're we're still free in this, but it, there's always a thing with like freedom. And we talk about freedom and being moved by grace where we, we consent to God working in our lives too. You know, it's, it's not as if freedom is absolute autonomy. Freedom is about the ability to say, to, to be, you know, moved by grace such that we can be moved to the good. So um, it's not that we give up our freedom, but we use our freedom to allow God to work in us. We could say it in that way. I think a way to think about like the virtues or reason, as Father Bonaventure was saying, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that, you know, I was going to say, that's absolutely right. As if like, I'm listening here to adjudicate what you're saying, um, my <laughs> stamp of rule. But we, I think a helpful way that I like to distinguish mm -hmm. or understand is that, that the virtues, those interior principles help us, they enable us by God's grace to, uh, to do things um, well, according to like human principles. So if you think mm -hmm. of um, the theological virtues, faith, hope, and love, faith, hope, and love allow us to have to believe, to hope, and to love God at, qua as human beings. You know, it's unto God, but we do it in a human mode in that sense. So um, same thing with the cardinal prudence, cardinal virtues, prudence, justice, temperance, fortitude. Those are about doing things um, unto, unto God, but in a sort of human mode, perfecting us um, and, and that kind of way, where the gifts have this sort of divine mode. So we're going to talk about knowledge. So knowledge, the gift of the Holy Spirit with respect, the knowledge um, mm -hmm. is, is not so much knowing, it's not about knowing earthly things necessarily, but it's about knowing sort of from the, from the perspective or the mindset of, of God. So it helps us to, to sort of see things beyond just our even perfected human capacities. It draws us into, into God's life even further. So this is why, as Father Bonaventure was saying, we receive these, these gifts in, in a really particular way when, when we're sealed with the Holy Spirit at confirmation, mm -hmm. because it, it draws us more deeply into living with, for God, that we might know, understand, um, take counsel or prudence, be wise, be pious, fear of the Lord, fortitude, have courage um, with that kind of from that respect. So I'll say one last thing in this, and then yeah. maybe we can we can see where we are. But there, mm -hmm. there's a real when we think about how God draws us and moves us, right? So his gift of grace that's poured out the virtues that are given to us, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, we should be attentive here, even for just a moment about this, the, the reality of the completeness of God. Um, that that God in in coming to save us and coming to redeem us desires to do so in ways that are super abundant. You know, it's not just a sort of like oh, you're forgiven, go about your merry way. No, He really wants and is working, and His grace moves to draw us into His life to conform us to Him in in, in a total and complete way. So there's a real profundity to to this to the sort of virtues and the gifts kind of filling all of that out. I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. usually kind of no. taken by that. Yeah, that's no, that's right. And the perfection and the perfecting aspect of it, they're yeah, very dynamic. Exactly. The idea, we have a sense of perfection as like a, I finished this piece of pottery and it's now it's perfect shape and all this, but it's just sitting there statically. But the, the life of virtue and the perfecting aspect related to God are such that it's it's a dynamic quality because God is a, is a, a dynamo. Um, 
he's dynamite. You know, he's always he's, he's pure act. He's he's acting. He's not this like statue that sits there and looks perfect like Michelangelo's David or something. He's a he's a knower and a lover in in the most deep sense. And we are perfected insofar as we are moving in these dynamic fashions. And the virtues uh, are the description of you could say the perfecting acts of as Father Jacob Bertrand said the human qualities uh, and our and our abilities and, and powers. But the the gifts are given because that our perfection is supposed to be inclined towards him and supposed to get closer and closer to him without becoming him. We're not going to get absorbed into him or something, but we we act more like him through perfection and the gifts add an extra dimension to that. The the analogy that often people use, of course, is the difference between like rowing and sailing. So, you know, of your own powers, you can use an oar um, when you're trying to go somewhere towards towards the shore and then in, or you could put up a sail and receive the wind and that moves you faster and all this sort of thing. And this is a, a sort of Dominican model uh, so that you're going towards God and you can either get there, you can get there by rowing using your own powers in a sense and the virtues, but also the gifts of the Holy Spirit allow you to catch the, the inspirations and the guidance of the Holy Spirit to get you there faster and more fittingly, unless there's no wind, this kind of thing, that maybe that's sin. <laughs> the analogy could be worked out. Analogy. Yeah. I mean, the, the analogy could be worked out in numerous ways. And there's, you know, yeah. yeah, if you put up, you can always kind of row, but sometimes you get blinded. I was also thinking another, another analogy for this would be something like binoculars or a telescope or something that. Um, we have our own natural powers to see. We have our own, like, uh, uh, which is the reason capacities, rational capacities and of the will. Um, but the gifts of the Holy Spirit are, in a sense, an augmentation of that to see things more clearly, to, to, to augment what we already have. Um, that they're kind of like glasses repair sight. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are actually adding, in a sense, to that. So they're more like binoculars wandering around that you can see things more clearly. And I think that's particularly true of of the gift of knowledge. This uh, this works, but it might that analogy, the analogy of the binoculars or something um, might work for the other ones too. But I just yeah. throw that out there because I'm always trying to think of of other ways of of getting at the the gifts, which are which are are really great. But the idea is that they're uh, their, the ability to be attentive to God working exterior, as the exterior principle, but not in the sense of, as Father Jacob Bertrand said, the kind of puppeteering, but rather the the, the interaction with us uh, within life and, 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 and in how we love and know the world ourselves and toward for him. Yeah. Okay, well, before turning then to the gift of knowledge, let's just say something, I mean, you probably you kind of already did, but let's say something about the number of the gifts, the seven, we mm. could attribute different reasons as to, um, you know, the sort of perfection of seven and that sort of thing, but you read from Isaiah, so we have a list there. So we're going to, we're going to go with that as being good mm -hmm. enough, but the division, so seven, seven, seven yep. gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, divided by according we could divide them or separate them into two categories according to what they do or what they perfect or what they augment as as we've been saying um yeah so you want to you want to lay that out for us yeah quick. so that again the um the human beings sort of essential powers are rational powers or and appetitive powers so rational powers the powers of of, of the soul for knowing and appetitive powers of the desiring aspect so this is again um we're knowers and lovers, you know, a screwdriver drives screws, a hammer hammers, uh, a can opener opens cans. Human beings are knowers and lovers. Uh, we know and we love. So the 
the rational powers are the uh, sorry we have rational powers and then we have appetitive powers for knowing and loving and the gifts of the, of the holy spirit tends to perfect these things so they're talking about aiming towards that so allowing god through the holy spirit to enter our lives in these particular ways the knowledge understanding counsel or prudence depends on how the translation and wisdom these are the gifts that are aimed to protect and, to perfect in specific ways our rational powers, um, so the powers that make us so uh, that make us know and love in a particular way as, as humans, and then the appetitive powers. Okay, that kind of everything that seeks for the good. I mean, squirrels have appetitive powers; they desire things. Um, these are related to piety, courage, or fortitude, uh, and fear of the Lord and fear of the Lord. So you're perfecting kind of the whole person. The whole being from the rational animal you could talk about appetitive as being more associated with the animal side of our nature and the rational side with having the knowledge understanding wisdom and prudence so those are the that's ways of thinking about how these things map onto our knowing and loving and animaling great well let's talk about knowing mm -hmm. and the gift of knowledge look at that transition that was seamless it was seamless. It's an Easter yeah, gift. You are, yeah. If you're in the New Haven area or within a 45 minute drive, okay, you can so receive this sort of New wisdom. I don't live in um, New Haven. <laughs> aren't you? Don't you live in? I, sorry, New, um, Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire. If you're, yeah, that's right. Unbelievable. Um, okay, uh, we really look, need a gift of knowledge here. So. Yeah, it's Easter. All right, we're getting there. It's a long week. New Haven. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the gift of knowledge. So the first of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, give us this gift of knowledge. Knowledge is, well, I, you know, you're gonna have to tune into the other episodes as they come, because I think this is sort of like a little caveat, a little warning that sometimes when you think like, well, what's the difference between knowledge and understanding or like knowledge mm -hmm. and wisdom, they can seem yeah. interchangeable in common parlance, but they do um, their object or what they're aimed at are different. So we're just going to talk about knowledge and then you're going to have to tune in to get the distinctions between them. So come back yeah. for more. It's like a cliffhanger. Um, so yeah. not, but knowledge in particular is about knowing facts or, or individual things, particular things. The gift of knowledge is about knowing created. So this is, this is like the crux of where we were talking about God, you know, seeing kind of as God does. Right? So the gift of knowledge is knowing is about knowing created things in light of revealed things. Um, so what does that mean? It means that we know how things are supposed to act, be used, move um, with respect to how God has revealed and called us to himself. So I don't know, Father Bonaventure, you might have a little bit more explanatory and analogical yeah. power here than I. I don't know. I think this is the, uh, this is again where I'm, I'm trying out my uh, kind of binoculars analogy here. Um, we have natural powers of knowing. I mean, if you didn't know, you wouldn't be able to, to do anything because you would be like stumbling into into fire and that. So you, like we have natural powers of knowing, okay, that's a street. I should be attentive to there's cars on it. So I, sh I know cars are, are, are fast. I know cars are big. They might hit me. So I need to navigate the street in a reasonable way. Um, so knowledge, we have these natural powers, powers of knowledge. This is just, you know, worms don't have this. Um, they just kind of do whatever worms do, which I think is to like wander through the ground. Uh, and like, you know, they're surrounded by dirt basically inside and outside. Um, ooh, interior and exterior principle of dirt. Uh, so, but we, we have knowledge of powers. So we know our way around the world and we know by 
knowing specific things. So this is like the factoid Wikipedia aspect of stuff. So you just collect knowledge, trivia uh, is an example of this. Um, and that allows us to, once we have that, to make decisions based upon that sort of thing. So that's our natural powers. And again, natural power of sight. So I just be able, I can look out the window and see things. Uh, but the gift of knowledge is designed for our ability to know things in relation to God, not so much that the object of, in this case, is is God, um, but rather the created things with respect to that. And this is where I think the like the binoculars, in the sense that you could see more or see deeper into something, as Father Jacob Burton said, that there's a diff. It's set in a a different context. You can know that trees exist and have certain facts about them, but the gift of knowledge enables you to see the the or at least the idea is that it allows you to see the tree in the context of its created nature by God and relate to it in that way. This, of course, is not entirely distinct from just knowing a tree as a tree, since the tree as a tree is a, cre a creature of God. Um, but the emphasis is, in a sense, on its relatedness to God and its context of that. So the gift of knowledge is aiming at created things, to know them, but know them in a deeper, better way or in a context of, of, of God's createdness with them and our relationship in that way. Yeah. And it's, it's not that in, in, in the spirit moving us with respect to knowledge and bestowing this gift, it's not as if we, uh, I think the tree example is a good one. And I think, I think kind of the uh, a potential pitfall is to start to think that, Oh, we, we see God in created things and this sort of like pantheistic, like, Oh, now mm -hmm. I can see God in the tree or now I can see Myst God. Myst mystical stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's not, that's not what it is. Remember it's perfecting our, um, I mean, cause God isn't in the tree in that, in that sense, he's not mm -hmm. kind of in nature Hiding. but yeah exactly waiting to be found by the gift of knowledge uh it's not that sort of thing but it is the sort of thing i remember that the gifts of the gift of knowledge perfects our rational powers our ability to know so we know in a sense we when i think of when i think of this with respect to like the sciences investigating a tree and that sort of thing you can have as you said a really incredible knowledge of of the biology and the what like whatever the what's cytoplasm the or yeah you know. the, all of that of what a tree is um yeah but that doesn't but there is sort of a limit in that knowledge with respect to well how does this exist work for move etc with respect to god with respect to the created order of god with respect to divine providence so this is this is what we're talking about this sort of deeper knowledge of what a thing is uh, mm -hmm. a particular created thing. So um, it, I guess another way to say it, right, is that the gift of knowledge allows us to judge created things rightly or fully um, is, a, yeah. is a way to think about it. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's, it's, it's like setting it in the, setting it in the proper context um, that doesn't change the, the thing so much. It's not like I knew it as a tree and now that I have the gift of knowledge, it's, uh, it's no longer a tree, it's now God, an extension of God. That sort of thing, as you mentioned, it's more like a a gem being set in a ring, or gem, you know, gemstone, a, a a diamond being set in the proper ring that brings out what that diamond actually is. So mm -hmm. it, it, the the gifts allow them to be set in the proper context of of where they fit, but where they fit for them, because the God who is the one that you're relating to in this with this created thing, or this created thing is relating to it with God, is the one who made the tree in the first place. So it's not like he took a tree and then he then made it somehow related to him. He always made it related to him, but it 
we see help it's able, it's easy for us to see that with the gift of knowledge it's a, a actual a help by god to do that it matters because um we can relate to things in different ways and we can judge them according to our standards or our desires or in the objective context in a sense of how they relate to God. So as Father Jacob Burton said, judging things rightly for making decisions to not only just know what this thing is, um, that it's a creature of God uh, and has a particular relation to him, but what to do with these things uh, and how to treat them and how to act with them. And this is where the gift of knowledge, I think, comes in, is to set that gem in the right context that then allows us to know exactly what it's for and to make decisions upon that and act on them. Yeah. Yeah. I think your point about like, it doesn't, the gift of knowledge doesn't change the tree or whatever we're looking or, at. It's, or the word, did you say worm? Yeah. The worm. Yeah. Or yeah, the yeah. worm, you know, the tree is the tree and the worm is the worm. Remember the gifts of the Holy spirit are given to, to us, not, you know, to perfect us, um, our knowledge of it. It doesn't change creation. It helps us better know creation. As father Bonaventure was saying, this knowledge isn't unto, nothing you know it's not just trivial knowledge where it's like oh now i know more about a tree and i can answer kind of questions mm -hmm. about a tree or a worm from a theological or a like god perspective you know but it is the knowledge of things um in light of faith and light of revelation and in light of revealed things um it helps us make good decisions about the world and our living in the world it helps us make I don't, I mean, good decisions is, it's not even a matter of, I mean, it can certainly be a matter of, of sinning or not, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah. it's all, there's, there's more here than just like the gift of knowledge helps us not sin. The gift of knowledge helps us to, to know better, to make, we can make good decisions, but we can make better decisions. We can live, you know, we can be more and more moved by the Holy Spirit so as to live in that. And that's kind of what we're yes. talking about. It's not, way, it's not right? like, yeah, you're right. No, that's, that's a good point. You can have a sense of uh, this is like divine self-help, you know, like this is, you know, some, you, there's, there's books on, on how to, to, you know, make good choices or something, highly effective habits, effect, seven habits of highly effective people that, that gives the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit some sort of like seven habits, seven divine habits of highly effective God, God-like people. Um, but there, it's not like, it's not like to, to help you to boost your ability to conquer the world and to know, make better irrational decisions. And this is, this, uh, Christian Catholics and get a special gift of at the confirmation and they can always pray for this sort of thing. It's, it's rather about, um, knowing your way around the world and setting it in the proper context. Um, and insofar as you're doing that, setting yourself in that context too, because we often think of knowledge as this kind of, well, internal script, like we have just these knowledge, these number of facts that we collect inside of ourselves, but knowledge, of course, is related to uh we well, we use the analogy of sight you know like now mm -hmm. i see it or something and sight is an interaction so like when i see something when i have my eyes open versus my eyes closed i'm interacting in with the world like sight is about light hitting the you know photons hitting the retina and all this kind of stuff it's a, it's an interaction with it with the world and knowledge is how human beings in a sense see with their mind in the world it's an interaction such that the gift of knowledge not only tells us more about that thing uh, in its proper context setting it, but it sets us in the interactive context of, of God and his creation, such that when I'm making the decision, it's not just about making more prudent 
or courageous or whatever decision we're talking about, but it's about being who I ought to be and relating better with God in the context of his created world that he's made. So it's, again, this very dynamic and permeating aspect of our lives that makes us not just more effective, highly effective people, but actually who we ought to be in realizing this world is his world and we play a part in that and have a way of integrating with that. Yeah, and there's, I think it's important to remember too, we've talked about like our ability to know and love and how, and um, you know, this is how we image God, how we're made in his image. But there's also, it's it's not an accident that knowing and loving is put in that order. Um, you know, we, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure we've said on the show a number of times, but there's this great little axiom, like you can't love what you don't know. Um, but also the more that you know something, the more that you can love it, but also, and then it's kind of cyclical, it feeds, right? Mm -hmm. Cause the more you love something, the more you want to know it. And we can think here even about human relationships when they begin, you know, you might just be introduced to somebody and you might know them a little bit, but you know, as friendship grows, you know, the more you're able to love them more. And as you love them more, you want to know them, spend time with them, this whole kind of thing. So to hear the gift of knowledge, you know, as it perfects our mind, it also enables us to love more to love the things of creation, to love other, you know, neighbor, but to ultimately to love God more, you know, it's, it's not just as Father Bonifacio has said a number of times an amassing of, of, of knowledge, just to know it, it shapes the way we live, the way we act, mm -hmm. interact, the way we relate with God, with others, and, and with the created world. And all of that, all of that's important, because simply because we exist in the created world, and we're called to live in that well to live in that in a sort of perfected way by his grace and with with the gifts of the holy spirit so um yeah i think yeah yeah well i was going to say that, and this is back to nice inclusio as you talked about with perfection and god's kind of overflowing perfection at, at the start in that yeah these gifts are again given us so that we act in a more perfect manner we know in a more perfect manner, and we love in a more perfect manner. Again, not so that we can achieve something else, like highly effective habits of, you know, seven highly effective habits of highly effective people or whatever. Like, not that we get, we get a better job and this are like, they're, they're given, these habits are given us to, to, do, to do something else. But these habits, these gifts, our powers are actualized for them, for that end, to be more perfect so that we can better image God and be more like him and interact with him. So the act, these, these things are for that perfecting quality, not for achieving, well, you know, influencing more friends and find, getting more better jobs and benefits. It is just your job to live these, these powers, to act with these powers, to work and develop these powers because they bring you closer to God and who you are and who he is. Okay, so in our, I guess, last 30 seconds to minute, what, what do we do? You know, you, you mentioned, it's our, our job our, so to respond to these gifts. So in the days, in these days leading to Pentecost advice, how to, how do we, where yeah. do we find these? How do we capture all these gifts? We capture them, we collect them all, you know? Um, yeah, so we capture them, I suppose, by prayer. This is one of those where knowledge, this is, this is the divine aspect. One of the divine aspects of, of these gifts is our knowledge, qua knowledge, is something that we can, you know, aim towards by our own activities, um, just by looking around, you could say. But the binoculars have to be given to us by the Holy Spirit, so we can, we can pray uh, for these things. He works on us. Uh, and gives us these dispositions and these assistances so that we can then work with them. So he operates that we might cooperate. Uh, so 
we often think, I think about this, like, I know the theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity are things that he gives. They're not my own powers by myself, but rather his working on me, as opposed to justice and fortitude, you could say. Um, but I don't often pray for them. You know, I treat them as if they're just natural, the cardinal virtues. You know, I just need to believe better and hope more and, and love people for God uh, better. But those, those, are, those are his actions, and I can pray faith, acts of faith, hope, and love. And so, too, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it might not be a bad idea to remind yourself, and there's seven of them. There are seven days in a week. So you might think, well, I'm, on Mondays, I'll pray that God give me the gift of, the, the, of knowledge, and Tuesday, maybe the gift of understanding. So asking God to give you a gift, to respond more to his gifts, to develop in the cyclical model of perfection and love, of knowing and loving him and his whole world. Yeah, I think that's, I don't know if I've ever, or if I think of, gosh, here are these weeks of Pentecost, let me prepare to receive the Holy Spirit. You know, I don't, Lent, yeah. here are these weeks of Lent, let me prepare for the resurrection. We kind of have, not kind of, we do prayer, fasting, almsgiving, you know, so perhaps as as these weeks of Easter continue to to move towards Pentecost, um, we can think not of, of, of Easter, of course, as a penitential season in any way, but how, well, how do how, I think of it in these terms is how is the Lord continuing to work in my life? You know, Lent is the preparation for Easter. We've kind of hopefully, you know, gone to confession, have done these penances, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, so as to kind of clear out, allow God to clear out the clutter. Now, now that that's okay, now where, how is God now operating in this season? And it's a preparation for the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. So, yeah, as Father Bonaventure was describing, pray for them, ask the Lord to send them, ask the Lord to open your heart and your mind to receive the Spirit anew at Pentecost. Um, it's, yeah, I like the seven days idea. I haven't thought of that, but mm -hmm. that's, that's a good idea. So, all right, well, there you have it. Um, a little a little intro to the gifts of the Holy Spirit and knowledge, and I don't know, some practicals. I like that seven-day thing. So, I, you know, maybe I'll even think about doing that, take some yeah, words yeah. of wisdom from Father Bonaventure. So thanks for listening to this uh, Sunday episode of Godsplaining. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. If you'd like to donate to the podcast through Patreon, follow the link in the, in the description. You can also follow links in the description to shop Godsplaining merchandise, get information on upcoming Godsplaining events and retreats. As always, thank you uh, for tuning in. Know of our prayers for you. Please pray for us. And until next time, God bless. Mm -hmm.